All right, you absolutely good for nothing scallywags. It is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2023. And you can call me Fed965. Yes, that's F-E-D-965. And uh, welcome to Baby Blue Viper. Um, I'm currently in the north of Spain, as some of you know. Um, if you weren't aware of that, uh, well, now you are, and of course, you're more than welcome to uh, revisit, you know, some of the earlier episodes. Um, in a way, this is a time travel, I guess, um, as each episode refers to a specific place and time. So uh, it is perhaps the closest that we can get to time travel at the moment, um, you know, assuming, you know, that we're not talking about, you know, covert operations, uh, you know, need to know, um, you know, projects, you know, Area 51, all that jazz. Um, but those are topics for, uh, another day and of course that's without getting into the fact that you know you know string theory and theory that we may be you know simply you know one aspect of you know infinite dimensions blah 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 you know perhaps there's people from the future that are here with us now you know aliens and all of that you know times arrow and perhaps uh, exceptions to that rule, you know, quantum, you know, relativity, the list goes on and on as to what may or may not be. Um, in fact, it simply may be just, uh, you know, different chapters of different books. Um, you know, perhaps there are words on a page that can't be read or perhaps can't be read at this time. Um, these are all possibilities that may lead nowhere. Um, however, they may lead somewhere. And that's what I'm trying to tell you today, uh, is about going places, really. Because, uh, you know, I'll be heading back to Madrid today. Uh, I've got a train to catch in a few hours. Um, however, you know, right now I'm looking at the... Uh, at the... Um, at the sea, uh, I was going to say an ocean. However, it's not an ocean. I don't want to dox myself more than that. I think I already doxed myself enough. I'm um, looking at a sea right now. I'm looking at the waves. Seems that there's a storm coming in. Uh, actually, got an alert that uh, there may be some uh, severe weather. <clears throat> so, yeah, point is, it's a it's a great time to be heading out. You're heading south, uh, going to Madrid. Uh, and then from there, you know, there will be, uh, you know, new factors, new variables, new words, new uh, chapters, new molecules, new things to be seen, you know, ideas to be thought. Uh, you know, uh, um, women to be... Well, I'm not going to get into that today. Um, I really wanted to keep 
today's, uh, and I guess I really wanted to keep today at a, at a more scientific level. However, I guess that is part of science as well, uh, you know, biology, you know, uh, mating. Um, yeah, so yeah, I guess we could get into that today if we wanted to. And perhaps we do want to, because at the end of the day, you know, that is perhaps what it all comes down to, uh, mating. Uh, it is one of the uh, drivers of, uh, of life. Perhaps it is actually the, the principal driver of life. That and, of course, the search for food and shelter uh, really comes down to that. Uh, I am not a biologist, though, so you know, any biologists here would like to raise a hand, uh, I can call on you, and you know, I hope you uh, have some input. Um, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, again, I would uh, uh, like to hear what the biologists think. Um, however, it does seem to come down to, you know, the search for food, shelter, and, uh, you know, mating in order to propagate the species. Yeah, this what life seems to boil down to, those uh, three driving uh, factors and again i'm not a biologist so um so yeah point is it is wednesday january 3rd 2023 and i'm about to head to madrid however before that i will be finishing my cup of coffee this is the uh, third coffee of this morning um, by the way i'm currently barefoot um uh, wearing uh, blue jeans i've got one foot one barefoot on the, uh, on the, I guess it's the railing. I'm sitting on a terrace here overlooking the sea, and I've got uh, you know, one of my bare feet on the railing. Uh, the other foot is not up. Um, I'm uh, wearing uh, dark blue jeans. You know, I don't have a shirt on, however, I do have a light jacket on. So picture that. Picture that. Picture that. I've don't have a shirt on. Don't have a shirt on. No kind of shirt is on. Bare chested, however, with a light jacket on. Okay, you see that combo there? That's what we're dealing with here today. As we look out into the great beyond, though it is not that great of a beyond. Uh, it's, I would say, a semi-beyond. I'm pretty sure on the other side, somewhere over there is England. Um... Not exactly sure. I'd have to check the map, but I am in northern Spain and you know overlooking the sea. Um, I, uh, so I think England's on the other side. Might be completely off on that. I would let, you know if you're a, a geographist, please raise your hand and you know we'd, uh, we'll call on you in due time. Uh, there is a line. There are rules and regulations. And there is something called civil society. Though at this time it does seem that we are on the brink of an outright collapse of anything resembling civil society. And this is happening at a, at a global level. And it's happening though at a 
at various levels of intensity in various places. And I think each and every one of us knows what I'm talking about. Um, and if you don't, well, I guess this is a, an intro. And, you know, do your own research. And by doing your own research, just walk around. Uh, of course, though, if you are in one of those areas where civil society is still operating at a fairly you know, decent level, then, you know, uh, congrats, I guess. Um, and, um, yeah, in that case, if you walk around, you're going to see civil society and you're not going to know what I'm talking about. So in that case, I suggest, you know, you go online, perhaps, um, and, uh, you know, do your own research, uh, look at what's happening in other parts of the world, pick up a newspaper if they even still make those. Um, they do, though, because I was actually at a stand uh, recently. Uh, by stand, I mean a place where they sell newspapers, and I saw that they did, in fact, have newspapers, though I did not purchase one. I absolutely did not. Not to say that I am anything against the genre per se. However, I did not purchase one. Point being, my dear friend, is that um, there seems to be a breakdown in civil society occurring at different levels in different parts of the world. This does seem to be happening, though of course I may be completely wrong. And if there are any uh, political scientists in the room right now who would like to raise their hand and, you know, uh, clarify this or perhaps um, explain it or perhaps uh, correct me, you know, uh, yeah, raise your hand and we will get to you in due time. There'll be a lot of topics to cover today. Uh, even though, you know, we are running here short on time and um, you know, do you want to get a run in you know, before I get on the train? That way I can, um, you know, relax on the train um, and really, uh, you know, sink into my seat. Uh, so I would like to, you know, get a little workout. Uh, and today I was thinking of, you know, perhaps getting some yoga in as well. Um, though I don't think. I'm going to be able to do both of those things here today. This is um, related to that whole idea of, um, you know, you can't have it all, give and take. Um, you know, you got to make compromises. Uh, so, yeah, if there's any philosophers uh, and or um, uh, personal trainers in the audience today that would like uh, to... Uh, extrapolate on this or perhaps uh you know give us a little rant or or, or perhaps uh, preach you know please raise your hands and we will get to you in due time and you know the last thing i want to talk about for a second is you know the whole idea of burning bridges and or not giving a fuck um there's various theories on this um and we talk everything from military theory to, uh, you know, business administration to uh, networking uh, to friends and family to, um, you know, literally burning bridges. Um, and that could, you know, you know, circle back there to military theory. Um, and, you know, of course, the most famous case of this and really where the whole idea 
stems from is, of course, uh, Julius Caesar's uh, famous campaign in Gaul, um, where he, of course, um, made a name for himself um, uh, during the Gaulish Wars, uh, where he spent uh, roughly nine to nine to ten years on campaign in Gaul, um, and uh, that's uh, like I said, really where he made a name for himself. Uh, you know, before returning to Italy and um, uh, you know taking over Rome. Uh, of course, that's you know the long story. Uh, the point is. Uh, it all comes back to his time in Gaul, uh, Da Bellum Gallico. Uh, of course, you can read his own writings on his time in Gaul. And, uh, you know, his time with the Gaulish tribes and what he thought of them. And their, of course, their ways, their customs, uh, of course, at, a, at an ethnographic level as well as at a military level. Uh, you know, if you're interested in that, I highly recommend yeah, you give it a read. Uh, um, you don't have to read it in Latin in the original. Of course, there are various translations. I'm not going to go into that today. You know, ever, um, and of course, not going to go into the fact that uh, there are various um, um, different ideas as to whether or not uh, Caesar uh, was, um, you know, being historically accurate, um, or if he was in fact. Um, you know, creating some kind of propaganda uh, for, of course, the uh, the Roman citizens back home in order to, you know, to, to get more money funding uh, for his campaigns. And there's various takes on this. Uh, it's probably a mixture of the two. Uh, it does seem to be the case that, um, that the Gaulish people were, in fact, extremely... Um, uh, different. Let's put it that way. Different than the uh, than the Romans of the time, uh, and of course, this the main uh, points of um, of uh, controversy, I guess you could say, when it comes to Caesar's writing uh, during the Gaulish War. Gaulish Wars that is um, his. Well, it really comes down to the fact that did the Gauls engage in mass human sacrifice? That's really that uh, the whole topic that really spurs any kind of debate. And of course, if there's anybody in the crowd that would like to uh, contest this point, please raise a hand, and uh, we'll get to you in due time. Point is, and, and it really comes down to the fact of did the Gaulish people engage in you know, mass human sacrifice. Um, if you ever heard of the of the Wicker Man, actually, um, the uh, the Wicker Man is the effigy, which Burning Man, um, you know, the uh, what's it called the the festival, the festival is um, in a way related. That's where it comes from, basically. Uh, if you trace if you trace it far back enough in time, um, you know, you pull the thread on it. Uh, the Burning Man effigy, um, you know, at the end of the festival, uh, uh, the Burning Man is burnt. Uh, it's a huge effigy in the middle of the desert there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's lit on fire on the last night of the festival, if I'm not mistaken. 
um, and where that comes from is actually from uh, the Gauls. And of course, um, you know, without getting into into too much into the detail here, I don't want to step on anyone's shoes, let alone Caesar's shoes, because he did the first ethnographic study of the Gauls. Um, who are the Gauls exactly is a is a very you know widely studied uh, subject uh, as to the fact that if they are not Celts or not, and the um, the the prevalent idea is that uh, they are Celts. The, the Gauls were Celts, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's been a while since I've looked into this, but they are not solely Celts. I think is is the uh, is the prevalent idea that um you know that the Celts were Gaulish, but that the Gauls also were were not only Celts, or perhaps. They were a federation of Celts, um, even though um, not it was a decentralized federation. Though there are theories that it was perhaps um, more unified than we give them, um, uh, what's it called, credit for. Um, so let's just let's just say now, like I, said, I may be completely off the mark here. Well, let's say for uh, you know for brevity that uh, that they were Celts. That so the Gauls, let's consider them Celts. However, there are, like I said, there are various um, uh, you know ideas about if they are or not Celts and how closely related they are to the remnants of Celtic civilization in northern Spain and, of course, in England, and Ireland, and uh, yeah, Scotland. Um, and of northern France and uh, southern France, perhaps. Um, this, of course, you know, goes into that whole idea: of the, if this, are they Gauls or not? Because, of course, the Gaul territory that we're talking about is mainly France uh, here. Uh, and yeah, so the question then gets you know, you know, complicated. And of course, we left off, of course, northern Portugal as well, and. Um, you know where the where does the Celt begin and the Gaul end? Where does the Gaul begin and the Celt end? Or perhaps they are one the same. The point is, my dear friend, is that the uh, Burning Man effigy comes from, let's say, the Celtic slash Gaulish tradition of the Wicker Man. And the Wicker Man was an effigy, wooden effigy, uh, that was constructed. In uh, you know, uh, in various places, and it was filled with living human beings. Um, as to the fact that were they captives or were they volunteers, um, don't know enough to say. But they were alive when the effigy was set on fire. Okay, this was a, from what I've read and heard, a um, fairly common Gaulish slash. You know Celtic practice that um, you know made might have been uh, you know uh, you know done for religious purposes, uh, perhaps for uh, you know during wartime, uh, perhaps you know to appease the gods, uh, you know perhaps you know uh, for um, uh, you know uh, what's it called? What's it called? 
to, to spur the, you know, the growth of crops, you know, for, you know, those kind of purposes, livestock, you know, um, you know, hunting practices, you know, to appeasing the gods. I think it pretty much comes down to that. Um, point is that, yeah, uh, so the difference between the Burning Man Festival now and, of course, the original Wicker Man is that, you know, as far as I know, uh, human beings, uh, live human beings are no longer placed in the effigy uh, when it is set on fire. As to whether or not this is progress, uh, as to whether or not this is a good or bad thing, uh, I'll leave that up to, you know, to you, uh, to others, or perhaps I will leave it up to myself and I just won't tell you. Or perhaps I'll tell you in the future when I feel like it. I don't know. Um, just, um, that's just the point that we're trying to make here. And as well is, uh, so, you know, I got to go here soon. I'm trying to wrap this up. But the uh, point is that that was one of the things, um, these kind of practices that uh, Caesar was writing about when he was on campaign in Gaul. Um, you know, without getting into the details of, you know, the genius of Caesar. Uh, uh, what the controversies is is how realistic were all these practices and whether or not the Gauls did engage in them uh, and to what extent uh, human sacrifice was used. Of course, the Wicker Man being simply one of these practices. Um, many others have been studied. There have been found mass graves that have pointed to uh, human sacrifice by the Gauls. So actually, uh, long story short, is there was a time... I would say it's probably about 30 years ago, uh, maybe 30 to 20 years ago, uh, when there was perhaps more debate as to whether or not Caesar was engaging simply in propaganda and, uh, you know, just inventing all these stories of, uh, of human sacrifice on the part of the Gauls in order to, like I said, to spur up more support at home in Rome <clears throat> in order to get more uh, men and uh, more money in order to complete his campaign in Gaul. Uh, of course, he was simply trying to make a name for himself, as we all know. Uh, he went to Gaul with a lot of debt when he left uh, uh, Rome, and he took up the governorship of Gaul. And, of course, uh, his idea seems to have always been to eventually make his way back to Rome, which, of course, as we all know, he did. And... Uh, you know, then, uh, you know, becomes the Caesar uh, that we all know. Um, so, uh, long story short is that 30 years ago, there was more debate, and I would say more people thought that, uh, or were leaning toward the idea that perhaps uh, it was merely propaganda. However, uh, I would say the last 10 years, 10 to 15 years, perhaps, something like that, there have been, uh, you know, excavations in Gaul by, of course, uh, certain archaeologists. Uh, please raise your hand if you're one of them. Uh, that have, um, you know, found evidence, physical evidence of these um, human sacrifices by the Gauls. Thus, lending... Uh, uh, credence uh, to uh, Caesar's um, writing. So it seems like we've come full circle now. Um, 
uh, that were leaning back toward the idea that, in fact, um, you know, Caesar was being accurate uh, when he was writing of the the uh, the massive uh, human sacrifices perpetrated by the Gaulish people. And of course, I'm not going to get into morality right now as to whether or not that justifies what Caesar did. Because Caesar engaged in a, some would say, genocidal uh, campaign um, against the Gaulish tribes. Uh, he, uh, to put it mildly, he had no mercy and um, really was uh, as brutal as brutal gets and uh, just uh, laid waste to the Gaulish people. And... Um, yeah, by any standard, uh, what he did in Gaul was, uh, um, uh, I'm not going to go into it. Uh, point is that uh, morality is a question that we can think about all day. Human can think about, you know, on one side, human sacrifices, and is that good or bad? Or did the, were the, you know, the Gaulish people slash the Celts, uh, being righteous, uh, perhaps that's the wrong word, being, you know, morally uh, correct. It's probably the wrong idea, too. The uh, point is, were they good or bad people? Uh, and was Caesar good or bad? Uh, you know, these are just ideas to think about. And lastly, before we wrap up here, I did want to, you know, go, you know, circle back to that idea of burning bridges. So we got onto the topic, if I'm not mistaken. And it's the fact that, um, what's it called? It's the fact that Caesar, during his campaign in Gaul, um, uh, also uh, burnt some bridges, literally. Uh, and this was, I don't remember the name of the river. You're going to have to look it up for yourself, buddy. Um, but there was a moment during his campaign in Gaul where he had to move his troops across the river. And, um, you know, they uh, constructed uh, these bridges. Um, not getting into deeply, you can really look it up for yourself if you're into this. But um, the Roman army, specifically, of course, the, the legionnaires themselves, uh, these are the main thing for the, <clears throat> the, the Roman soldiers, um, were known to be extremely adept at uh, construction, extremely adept. Um, the Roman soldier was able to construct just as well as fight. This is uh, something that has been studied. Um, and of course, you can look it, in, look it up for yourself. And, and of course, yeah, Caesar's campaign in Gaul is a, an extremely, um, what's the word, uh, uh, a good uh, a good place to start if you want to look into um, the ability of the Roman army to construct fortifications on the go and at an extremely uh, fast pace. They were able to erect fortifications uh, within within days, uh, on occasion within a night. It's amazing, amazing what they were able to do at a at an engineering level. Uh, of course, we all know uh, Rome's engineering genius so we don't have to get into it too deeply point is my dear friend is that uh, there was an occasion when you know caesar ordered his troops to construct bridges over a river 
And, of course, then he crosses the river with his troops and then orders his troops to set those very bridges on fire in order to give no possibility, to leave no possibility, neither for himself or his troops to turn around. So he burnt those bridges in order to ensure that they were going to go forward at any cost and get the job done. So, I will leave you with that. Hope you have a fantastic Wednesday, wherever you are, and um, I will see you soon.